Hello and welcome to The Game Is About Glory. I'm your host, Steph, and joining me are Ricky and Milo. Hello, guys. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Steph, so am I. <laughs> good evening, Steph. Aren't we all? Top of the aren't league. We all, we all indeed, yes. You said it there, Ricky. Top of the league uh, after the first bit of Ange ball uh, in, in quite some time, it has to be said. And uh, I'm going to ask you both. I mean, you know, how have you dealt without Ange ball these last few weeks? Uh, the, the withdrawals, I mean, they're, they're awful, aren't they? Let's be fair. I mean. How have you filled the time? Um, me personally, uh, I've actually watched a little bit of the other shape ball stuff, re- remarkably. Um, <laughs> the egg ball. But um, no, I'm not really I'm not really that much of a fan of international football. Uh, so I think I watched a tiny bit of England's game against Italy, basically because our left back was playing. And um, for Italy, that is. And yeah, I've not really watched much of it, to be honest. And to be honest, I do quite like, I miss Angeball massively because it's, it, well, it's exciting stuff, isn't it? That's the bottom line. Um, but uh, I quite like international breaks. What, to get the time off? Yeah, just get the time off from like other things, really. You know, thinking about Spurs too much. And as I say, if international football doesn't really do it for me that much, especially not these qualifying business, then it's just good to have a little bit of um, switching off from it. Because football is noisy, isn't it? I mean, off the field. So I don't need to be listening to all that. <laughs> I've been, um, I've watched the women's team quite a bit. And um, catching up with the under-21s and the under-18s. So the games that I hadn't managed to catch live, catching up on those. So I've been getting my Spurs thrills. And I think it's quite nice that actually all the way through the, the club at the moment, there's, maybe it's unfair to call it angible with the other teams, but all of our teams are playing you know, nice, attacking, you know, possession football, you know, very similar themes all, all the way through all of those sides. And yeah. all of them are doing really well, so it's it's really it's really good to see. And other than that, actually, the other thing I've been doing is I've been playing a part in a, <laughs> helping with the Spurs exodus or escape from Twitter onto Blue Sky. So are you familiar with Blue Sky, Steph? I don't know if we talked about it. So. Goodbye to Blue Sky. Sorry. I, thought, yes. I, I mean, if you're going to sing a song, surely <laughs> Mr. Blue Sky is the one, one you're going to sing yeah. rather than... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, in, no, in, there's a song always, with it in the title. That's, that is why I am... <laughs> that's an open the, the goal, mic, that, No, no, I go more create. Well, let's talk about all this later. Maybe I'm the guy who takes the extra touch <laughs> sometimes when he's on. You're, we'll get into that later. You're the Emerson Royal in this, uh, in this scenario, are you? Oh, um, maybe the decky this evening, <laughs> in fairness. But uh, I, I will say that your suggestion in my second Paul Weller title of the of, of the month, uh, positive congruence throughout um, the uh, the network. In um, yeah, and Blue Sky is a new social media platform that's in beta at the moment, so it's in testing. Um, and can you need to invite the codes to get in there? And we've got quite a few Spurs fans joined recently, recently, and we've started pooling our invite codes and kind of uh, trying to bring people across from Twitter. And we've built up a really, really nice. Like really good community. There's none of the aggro or um, uh, nastiness that's on Twitter now. None of the porn bots or Nazis, and just generally just a really nice, nice experience. That you have, you have, you can have conversations with people shouting at you. So if anyone's listening to this and they'd like to a blue sky invite, drop me a message on Twitter and I'll give you an invite code because we've got loads still. So come, come, come and join us. I have to say, Ricky, I feel that that was a bit of an Emerson Royale for me. I've gone flying in there with a metaphor. 
uh, relating to the fact all our teams are doing really well with a bit of a, you know, sort of this fake Paul Weller title. And he's just sidestepped it and carried on effortlessly with the Blue Sky story, which is, uh, I, I thought... I was carrying on talking about, I was carrying on talking about what I was talking about after you went off tangent. <laughs> yes, I know. But that's, of course, as I say, a, a slide tackle that missed. He just danced around it, didn't he? Undeterred from his path. Uh, somewhat like us this evening. Undeterred from our path, pressure on us from everyone. Can we, will we, will we, you know, would we crack all this stuff? But uh, I don't know. It didn't happen, did it? And a good place to start is the team selection, as we always do. Pierre coming in and filling in for Isbisuma in the number six. Um, Let's talk about that. How do we think he did? Pierre, I think Pierre did what we expect Pierre to do. He wasn't doing what Basuma does much, which is sometimes break the lines as well. But he was, he was doing what he was, you know, brought in to do, which was... Marshall with that midfield. He played some nice balls as well. Uh, but he didn't look, we didn't suffer because he was there. Definitely not. No, I thought he was okay. I think it's probably worth saying, like pointing out about how Fulham lined up. So in a 4-4-2, defending yeah. in a 4-4-2, he had two men on him because they were dropping off. They weren't pressing our centre-backs. So certainly early in the game, um, he wasn't seeing a lot of the ball. And then we saw a fair bit of movement. I mean, Madison was dropping deep. Saar was dropping deep. Yeah. We also saw Saar and uh, Hoybiesk swap positions, yeah. um, which was interesting because that allowed Porro to push right right up. So there was some rotation there. There were some options. And even actually in the second half when Skip was on, you were seeing them sw- switching positions as well. Um, what we didn't see too much of, I was hoping that we might see a few more long balls out to the wing from him. And we didn't see too many because that's yeah he's not as dynamic as Basuma but he's got he's got a better range of long passing and we didn't really see that so much today which I think if he wants to stake a claim he probably needs to display that but yeah he was fine I think he'd done one big diagonal early and I thought oh that's that that bodes well did a 50 yard that's brilliant yeah it's interesting because I have another take on that I think actually if he's coming in to play Ange ball and do the Ange role I thought it was an exceptionally selfless performance he he did what was required as opposed to doing what he maybe can do better than others and it felt like a very you know he was I mean I think several times that long diagonal was on and he he, he didn't he didn't look for it uh, because essentially he's looking to play through the lines. I mean that's and I thought that was quite selfless actually. I yeah I don't think Ange is a um it's hard and fast on that. If it's a, if it's if it's a good ball I think it's fine. Um so and I think you know there's occasions when we benefit from that. But no I, I mean I thought he was fine. I thought he, it was it was an okay performance. I, I mean I think it's true probably of all of the players who came into the side it's true of the subs as well. I don't think anyone really staked a claim for a starting position, but I don't think you know I don't think he disgraced himself either. You know, I mean, so I was, oh, I was far from it. I thought. No, I think, I think I think like I said, I think Pierre played a pretty typical game we've seen him play, even in the other teams. But I think the the advantage he's got in this team slightly is when he sometimes rushes around a lot. He's quite luckily got a load more other people yeah. rushing around for him because we are when we haven't got the ball, we are relentless really. So yeah, and I think it bit. is going going back to the 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 mention of Fulham. I mean, you know, it's once again, they've, they've, you know, sitting off a little bit. They're like, okay, we're not going to play your game the way you want to play it. And they're setting us, they're setting us a challenge. Like, how do you, how do you want to get through us? How are you going to make this work? Um, I think it's fair to say that first like 25 minutes was fairly, I just, I mean, trying to pick the way through and, you know, keep our discipline at the same time. You know, it's a test. We're going to see this test a lot this season. We've seen it already. We saw it at Luton, you know. I was going to say exactly that. It's very similar to that opening 25, 30 minutes against Luton. And 
um it was i mean it's beautiful to, you know you're talking about at the beginning about you know how have I, how have i felt without angeball and you know how's the withdrawals being well you know when those waves and waves or attacks are coming on and we're pressing it's really exhilarating and you know you've got players mm. switching positions and you know mm. poros tr- popping up as the striker or you know uh, you know Saar or madison or hoybier is dropping into you know splitting the defense dropping in there collecting the ball you know it's just really exciting to watch and um I mean, I haven't felt this enthused about a Spurs team for a long, long time. A long, no, long time. No, I, I think it it must it must be a, a really enjoyable team to play in. This is the mm. thing about it: cause you're given the structure, but you're given so much license as well as you say the rotation of the positions. And I mean, Poro and Udogi most of the time are playing in sort of middle to last third yeah. most of the game. When yeah, especially in that yeah, first I mean, half, but um. It's, it's just it's which they can, to watch. which they can afford to do, and I mean we're getting to this mm. later, but I mean I, I think it's again in that first half and well throughout the whole game. I mean Van der Ven to me is fast becoming the player that if he gets hurt, it's going to give us a problem uh, simply because he is so rapid. There was the bit where he, he there was a bit in the first half where he out sprinted Vinicius, wasn't it? And Vinicius yeah. pretty much just gave up and laughed. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. And it allows that to happen, doesn't it? The fact you know you've got this security back there. You just know it. And he's been he's been so good. So good. Yeah, we're um, gonna we're gonna I struggle thought, to find we're gonna struggle to find anyone as rapid as him to come no, in, you're, in you're January right. if we no. want an understudy, because I think you're right. <laughs> you know, I, I mean God forbid we talk about the kind of losing players. And I mean I I think Romero I think has been exceptional this season. Agreed. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. But if if we if we lost him and Dyer came in with Van der Ven behind him, he could at least cover for him. Yeah. If you take yeah. you take Van der Ven out and put Dyer in, and you've got Romero and Dyer, and you start thinking, well, actually, you know, we're going to have to play ten yards deeper. In which case, we're not compressing play. We're not going to be creating those kind of same oh. chances. And you, yeah, it, it starts it getting a bit everything. worrying then. Yeah, it changes everything. And of course, Big Vic coming up, um, you know, with an with an excellent save early doors. You know, the, the game is looking mm-hmm. fairly comfortable. Polinia gets uh, an excellent header, actually. Really good standing position, bullet header, really. And, uh, and, and that's an excellent save, I think. And once again, you know, well, I'm not. I'm going to stop saying it. I've said it enough. But uh, you know, I, any let's just say any lingering doubts that we may have had were banished a month ago, and he just continues to prove uh, that you know that whole situation with Raya. Well, that's why we're. That's why people like me sit on pods and and watch the game <laughs> as fans, and that there are people who actually do their jobs and know what the fuck they're doing, and and fantastic uh, for it. He he was tremendous uh, today at very uh, vital moments. Um, should we go to the first goal? Let's do it. Talk us through it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think I mean, both goals are, qu- are quite similar, actually. So similar, it's it's yeah, it's, in, it's interesting in this. So the first goal, obviously, we get the turnover. Sonny does a, a curved um, curved run to close off the passing angle from Lino out to out to the right and forces him to pass it to Bassi. Um, Bassi is well, he's left footed playing on the right, so he, he's taking it on the wrong side, and we've got a trigger on it. So whenever Bassi's getting the ball, Madison is rushing out to close him down. And he does that. Bassi tries to pass past Madison. It's a loose pass. Van der Ven picks it up, controls it really nicely, um, and passes to Richie. And Richie passes it to Sun. Sun's got acres of space because they were trying to play out. And yeah. and that's probably the first time we've really had the ball in loads of space around their yeah. goal. Yeah. And just it gets past them, and just a beautiful curled shot into into the. Um, uh, into the uh, to the right hand side, yeah, just a really well well worked goal, and it, I think of that press 
is something that you know, we'd clearly worked on. We clearly identified that as a, as a weakness, and we're forcing them to play out through their right hand side. Yeah, I mean, apparently that's a fifth. His Sonny's fiftieth goal at no. the new White Hart Lane. Oh, new White Hart Lane. Okay, yeah, that's what I heard someone say. It's his fiftieth goal in that stadium, um, which is tremendous. Given that we probably all remember, you know, his first goal in the stadium, and it doesn't mm. seem like it was a million years ago because it wasn't. What price him ending up on thirty goals this season? Hey, eh? I mean, anyway, it was another. But, it was another um, trademark Sunny finish. As soon as he got, got into yeah. that position, it's, it's it's just training ground stuff to him. Yeah. I bet you he does that like fifty times in training every time. And I quite like that touch because I don't know whether he meant it, but it made the two defenders run into each other, didn't it? Which then just kind of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was really like cool. It always looks good if you're a player. He didn't mean to do it. He <laughs> did. Yeah. And he's had, had run a little bit earlier, actually, in a similar spot where he got caught under his feet a bit. I think yeah. Madison had passed it yeah. into him. It was a bit too zippy and it caught under him and he couldn't get it away. Um, yeah. So it was good. Yeah. Obviously nice that the next time he's in a similar position, he, he gets the goal. Quick word for Richie in that first half. I mean, number one, I think it's well worth noting that it seemed every time he made a positive move forward, he was fouled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he he looked to me like he was our most fouled forward in the first half. I mean, he was con- constantly being pulled down, nudged, elbowed, so on and I, so forth. And secondly, for for all the the you know the tough times he may be having finding the net, he certainly knows how to play a first time pass. As you know, I mean, yes, it's a it's a ball on a plate for Sonny, but you know you still got to make it right. Mm-hmm. And his weight of passes, some of the crosses he put in, he put in a great cross for Porro, didn't he? In the first half, which Porro was inches away from. Really good performance first half, I thought. One of the things that occurred to me during the game is in the front line, he's almost kind of the forwards equivalent of Saar in that it's yeah. just relentless effort and yeah. you know, pressure and closing down. And if you think that those two goals came from you know our left-hand side, they're, they're, they're right with, with pressing and closing down, then he, you know, he's playing a part in that. I think you're oh, right yeah. in the fouling. I mean, Madison might be keeping score and Madison might cl- might claim well, that he got a few more. <laughs> yeah, uh, early on they were definitely they were definitely up for kicking coming. Madison early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought was very lucky not to, to escape the game without getting booking. I, again, oh, yeah. early in that early in that half, I was thinking, yeah. oh god, this is going to be like Luton. They're going to get you know, or you. Know, um, no, Liverpool. Almost sorry. Uh, you know, they're going to get some players sent off here because they can't carry on like this. And yeah. the the, uh, the doggy tackle wasn't even a fact mm, given as a foul, was it? No. no, I didn't think so. I mean, I will say one thing for Anthony Taylor: he does tend to like the uh, like yeah. the game to be a little more physical. He try, tries yeah. to let things go. Generally speaking, Polinia booking uh, that didn't get given, notwithstanding, I thought he actually, yeah. whisper it yeah. quietly, had a had a pretty good game. I mean, yeah. it was a pretty free flowing game, which of course he made some good calls. Didn't he? That one where we did. thought it might have been a penalty early yes, on, brilliant call, spotted, great spot that was. By Unbelievable, Anthony Taylor. Yeah, to know it was outside the box. Yeah, I I didn't even spot it on the on on the no. first replay. I thought, oh, he's, you know, so yeah, well done indeed. Um, so you know, second half. Uh, it's I I made I made a note, and I mean, which of course in and of itself should be news on this pod. Um, I actually made notes during the game, uh, but uh, I noted that it looked like it was a slow start to the second half. But I noted mm. I put rope a dope question mark allowing Fulham on a bit more it feels like we're looking to spring traps and then three minutes later <laughs> we got the second goal so I sat very smugly looking at my uh, my notes right. thinking wow I've got this spot on but was I reading it in the same way as you chaps well, I, I thought basically I'm sure at half time um, uh, Silver has had a word with them to say to change the tactic up and they just they just came after us made the couple of subs and came after us and we actually as well added to that by being a little bit sloppy at the very start of the first half there we was just a bit taking our time too much a bit wayward past um, but I think you know to 
catch up with what, what you're saying there, Steph. Uh, I mean, once again, the goal came. We've had quite a few of these this season. The goal came at a perfect time, really, to sort of nip that in the bud because two nils a cushion, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with Ricky. I think they just started the half bright. You know, obviously they're a goal down. They're, they're trying to get back into the game. I'm sure we were quite happy to see them press up against us because we're such a good team on the counter. But I don't think we went out into that half intentionally sitting back and inviting them on. Um, I, I think I think it was just you know typical as what you see you know see from a team yeah. who's coming out to the second half a goal down. But it, yeah, it worked a treat. Should I talk us through the second? Yes, you should do. So again, very you know very similar. Sun curved roll. Uh, sorry, curved run, uh, bl- blocking off Lino's pass out to the right, pass to Basie. Um, Madison rushes up on him, uh, passes out, Hoybier intercepts, and Hoybier passes to Sun, Sun to Madison. And yeah, again, really nice goal from the, um, from the left hand side there, you know, slots it past Lino. And that's his first goal at home now, isn't it? I think his first so, goal yeah. assisted at home. Yeah. Got to say, have to say as well, for all the injury fears that, you know, were circulating about, uh, about Sonny and, and Madison, um, and managing their injuries, goodness gracious, their ferocity impressing. I mean, they are our most ferocious and relentless pressers. And, you know, even at 2-0 up, I'm watching them and I'm thinking, this is, this is leadership. This is senior players showing what you need to do. Like you're 2-0 up in a comfortable game, you keep up with it you keep going and uh the fact that they could was a real blessing yeah i don't mean i don't think andrew would have it any other way um you know he he expects everyone to be playing flat out all the time on their they're on the pitch and you know that's why you know we're seeing this you know quite aggressive use of substitutions in order to kind of you know rest those players once once they've reached that limit um and i think his management of players um and their minutes overall this season has been it's been pretty good i mean obviously it's easy with one game a week um but Yeah, I think when we when we start seeing players coming off, you know, Son and Madison coming off. And sorry, I'm going to break my own rule. You know, I keep saying we should stop talking about Conte, but you know, how 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 often last season were we screaming at Conte to bring off Kane and manage his minutes, and it never happened. He was playing 90 minutes every week, you know, week in week out. And what we're seeing here is, you know, we're playing again in the. You know, this is probably the shortest gap we've had between games. Yeah, this week that's then since we were knocked out of the uh, out of the League Cup. So and obviously, you know, Sonny's um you know, been away you know, been away on international break, you know, been thrashed by Klinsman, earned me a coffee. And mm-hmm. um you know and you know, he's been spent he's been training alone most of his time on international duty because of his gro- groin injury. To come back and then play this game, you know, we're lucky it was on a Monday, I think, with him and Romero. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's I think you know, he's done well He's doing well to manage their minutes, bring them off when he did and, and you know, look after them. Uh, sorry, Ricky, I've got a button. First of all, I'm drinking a fantastic uh, cup of coffee made by Dark Arts, which is a tremendous little uh, coffee company out of Hackney in, uh, in East London. And uh, this blend is called Sal Lucas. I'll be happy to either buy you a cup of or a pound of uh, oh. said coffee uh, when we're uh, when when I'm over in December. I'd be happy to do that. However, <laughs> I do want to claim some sort of moral victory here in as much as you were so insistent that he would be flogged for 180 minutes. And we must note that he did only play 90. He, Albeit, he was, he was flogged injured. in that. <laughs> he was injured in he the first over. game. Yeah, but he was you, injured but in nonetheless, the nonetheless, you did say unequivocally I, you felt he would play 180 minutes and be flogged. And I stupidly, and this is, of course, my own recklessness. It's the reckless challenge I made at the beginning of the pod that you skipped around. I, of course, went for a ludicrous bet. If I'd just, if I'd just been a little smarter, we could be sharing a coffee at the very least. But <laughs> I, yes, admittedly. I lost the bet, and 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 I I will be happy to buy you. Um, as one of our listeners said, 
you know, he's got to charge his Starbucks cup up, that uh, card up. No, no, we don't do that on this pod, mate. <sighs> I, I, I only go for good coffee. So, uh, Milo, okay, it will well, be it's... some dark arts from Hackney and you can Very pick nice. a pound of coffee or you can pick a cup and, and let this be the it's first of well, several. I'm going to place more coffee bets this season if you'll take them. I love it. I love it, mate. <laughs> it is only, is it only dark arts until we get a sponsorship deal from a coffee company and then we'll yeah. quite happily, quite happily move <laughs> on to Starbucks. <laughs> oh my word. You're a mind reader. You can see where this is going. <laughs> I think Steph was looking for a, a coffee company to sponsor us in the Bay Area, weren't you, Steph? No, so, that's um, in the Bay Area, but I have to say, but Dark Arts in Hackney, and I'm not just saying it, I have no vested interest, but they are really good and they've got a variety of different roasts and beans. I'll, and I, will, I will investigate them. Yeah, yeah look them up. Say- They're on the website. And, and, and honestly, no coffee has come my way. This will not be a free pound of beans or a free house coffee in Milo's, uh, in Milo's hands. It will, be, it will be paid for. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Alan Partridge uh, shop, sort of, sort of shop spoiled. You know, is it wrong that I feel sort of proud that you've compared me to Alan Partridge? Is there something <laughs> fucked up about that? <laughs> Am I fucked in the head, as Chevy Chase said at the beginning of it? Anyway, anyway, anyway. Can I just... Um, <laughs> yes, you back can, the, please. Back to the subs thing. Let's back to football. Yeah, back to the subs thing. Um, I think it's quite nice that um, the... Uh, the kind of clarity and just given the squad regarding mm. like anyone can be subbed, anyone can get a chance, you know what I mean? In other words, coming off the bench. And I think that's just refreshing because, and I think that's probably just revolves around his way of just taking the drama out of everything because who, who plays and who doesn't play and who's subbed and what would be such a kind of talked about thing. And I think Ange just thinks yeah. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And yeah, you yeah. know, it, it it, the buck stops with me and because uh, even today Mark, I got a bit nervous made some changes and then we gave away some chances you know late on when um, we'd made those changges but you know he's he's going to take everything on the well, chin you're, bang, you're bang on point and, and seeing as uh, Milo's invoked the C word once I'll invoke it one more time how many times did he trust any of his bench mm. ever and oh, sorry I thought I thought coffee was the C word Conte <laughs> 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 is his <laughs> Oh, he's on one tonight, isn't he? Top of the league. Andy knows he's not getting fobbed off with a shit brew. So he's uh, he's uh, quite happy. But uh, no, truth. I mean, it's the truth, though. You're absolutely right. That The whole squad must feel trusted. It's that word again, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's big. But anyway, let, let, let's talk about that. I mean, <laughs> uh, Royale came on through Dogi at left back, uh, which, uh, you know, another player playing out of position on the pitch. Um, so so how, how did he do? I think it's probably worth saying that you've got to assume that Davis came back from international break injured because he's mm. been pretty regular on the beat. A bench and um, Phillips, you know, so Phillips and Dyer, and normally he's only selecting one centre back. So yeah. um, that would be my assumption. Um, I th- I don't think we learned much about Royal from this. I think he did the things that Royal does well, quite well. Very, very different from a doggy. He wasn't getting forward anywhere near as much and. You know, when we were in possession or when he was in possession, didn't do particularly well with it, I didn't think. I mean, there was the break late on where we're right up the pitch and he just he clearly just doesn't see. He sort of Valise, smashed it, didn't he? His really? Valise's run, yeah. He and, smashed it into a bunch of legs. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and there were a few times in, in, in midfield. I mean, I think the chance, you, you know, you mentioned that, you know, Decky, the ball decky played in field that was intercepted late on when um, there was uh, Vicario's other good save of the game, I'd say. Um, but Royal was, I can't remember who intercepted, but Royal was close to him and didn't didn't do enough then either. I, I agree. I, I agree I, with that. That was I as thought, much on Royal as, 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 as Decky yeah, for sure. I mean, I, 
I thought he was okay, considering he's playing on the wrong side. He hasn't played much football yeah. for ages. Um, but I'd be worried. I'd be worried if he had to start many games for us, really, because he just doesn't doesn't have the qualities that we want in an edge fullback, really. I mean, especially more so on that left side. I think it was actually you doggy early on in that second half. Had a couple of lapses and almost mm. got caught out with a a kind of ball from. Uh, our right into that channel that he's meant to be covering. And, the, and, the, and I can't remember who it was for them, but it just couldn't quite stretch to it, could he? Yeah. He got was it under that, control. Was that the one where he bounced off him? Like, Udoki tried to barge him and he just b- bounced off around him and got the cross in. Uh, it no, was, no, um, no, it was, it was a ball, for, it was a ball f- from Fulham's left that they then curved over, mm. over to Udoki's side. And it just went inside him. And I thought maybe that's why he thought, uh, maybe bring Roy along because he's just a little bit more defensively secure. But I, having said that, I, we were a bit vulnerable to that he, that ball all game. I thought that they but he had a that. yellow he had a yellow card on him, That's and true. I wonder if if Ange looked and thought, mm, you know, he knows he's getting close to he's, he's there's three yellow cards in the season. He, maybe he yeah, just but like factored it all in and thought, I yeah. don't want to take the risk at this I, point. I thought to to call Dover Reed on that side. Yeah. I thought was one of the better players for Fulham. I thought he. Mm. Um, I thought he was a threat, and um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I assumed he'd picked up a knock because yeah, and yeah. all yeah. was managing his minutes ahead of you know Friday's game, which is I another would... very important uh, uh, aspect of, of, of all the decisions today in the subbing. Actually, I, I agree with you. By the way, uh, Milo and Royal, and I've been a massive Royal defender, but actually, along with Skippy today, those are the two subs more than any. That showed me they've sort of had the biggest drift in the shortest amount of time for, for from where we thought they could be in terms of like you know not like for like but not drop off in quality to it's tough to see you know them getting any more than twenty minutes in a game and and you, you kind of hope that they can hang in with the program um, a little bit of a shame I felt in Skippy's uh, in Skippy's case but it, it they are for me drifting a little bit I suppose- from being part of the core. I mean, I suppose Royal is obviously playing on the left. I think he'd be a lot happier if he was on the right. Mm-hmm. And Skip yeah, came in really with, um, like, without Saar and Basuma in there. So, I mean, it was yeah. a Hoiberg Skip midfield, which is, that was a lot of last season. Good yeah. mitigation. Yeah. yeah Good so, mitigation. We were back to last season. We were back to well, last one of And that's a bit of an African Cup of Nations situation, we, really, isn't we, it? We ended, January. we ended the half with the midfield we put out against Fulham in the League Cup. I was thinking that during the game, how many of these played against Fulham in the league. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But hopefully Bentoncourt will be up and running. So, you know. He's back in full training now. He's back in full training. That's been confirmed. So um, hopefully, you know, before the end of next month, you'd hope that we'd start seeing some minutes from him. Yeah. Quick. Quick question for you both on on Gio Celso. And again, I think we are, as we've already sort of said, we're evaluating players that a are out of context because they're coming in uh, with 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 several big hitters around them out that would doubtless make them better on the pitch. And they also haven't played many minutes. But uh, you know, any any thoughts on Gio? Not really. He came in and looked to be like Gio is. Tried to show for the ball. Tried to lay it off when he could. Um, trying to link those kind of passes. He's not quite. I think he. he Definitely can uh, can unlock defences with his little slide passes, but he's not as all-round dynamic as Madison. Nowhere near. Madison's yeah. got many kind of, you know, strings to his bow. Yeah, I, mean, I think the good... I think he was one of the players who was calming it down after we'd had those couple of scares. He was the one who was showing for the ball and was you know, trying to hold position and play the game out, which showed yeah. some maturity. Yeah. Um, I don't... He didn't only didn't do enough to, um, no. to, to warrant... Um, you know, to push for a place, I I still think that my 
second choice, kind of number eight for the Madison role would be Decky over over him, and I don't really see a long term future for him at the club. But, you know, he, he had a good preseason, but he hasn't he hasn't capitalised on that. He's been slightly unlucky with injuries, but that's the story of his Spurs career. He's one of our more marketable players. You know, we know that they'd be interested in him in Spain. I think if we could get a decent replacement for him, with uh, you know, we'd we'd sell him in a shot. I think. Yeah. yeah I mean, interesting question. I mean, I, would you, uh, if you could get a Conor Gallagher and you could sell a Geo for like twenty five and get a Conor Gallagher for fifty? Which I mean, look, this is all hypothetical. I don't think Chelsea are going to let Gallagher go. But if you could, that's a deal you would do. You would you would swap those players if you could for the squad. I mean, in the summer it was Hoybier out and uh, Gallagher in was what we were meant to be interested in. Um, yeah. I don't see Gallagher leaving whilst. Pochettino's there and Pochettino's been giving him the yard band, which yeah. I think I I, yeah, yeah. I I read as being a power play um, against the ownership because they were looking to sell him against Poch's wishes. I'd assume. Um, I think capping him is a you know giving him the armband is a big is a big call, isn't it, for a player that the club were trying to sell in the summer? So yeah, I agree with you. I don't I don't see him going. Um, but yeah, I mean it's not as if there aren't other options out there. Um, yeah. I think you know I, I, he had a good he had a good summer. He looked decent in the summer, um, but he hasn't been able to replicate that in the no. Premier League. And I, I just think that you know, when we're you know, when we're there's I mean there's a lot of work to do rebuilding this team. I mean pretty much you know we we need pretty much a full second string really if we're going to be playing in Europe next season. You know bar a couple of positions, yeah. and he hasn't done enough to convince me that he's part of that squad. But yeah. I mean, also, I mean, that's that that that's the people who aren't in the first choice eleven. It's just the it's the lack of minutes in the, yep. not sense of what they're getting, but just we, we have one game a week, really. Yep. So yeah. you know, yeah. when do they come on? You know, when do they get their opportunity? We'll have FA Cup games at some point, but you know, how many of them we'll get, we're not quite sure. So yeah. it's just difficult, you know. If you've got if you run, I mean, we haven't got a big squad, but if you're a player that's wanting to try and impress, you're going to have to hope for injuries or just do something in a twenty minute cameo. To get Ange, to, I mean, Ange will trust you. I think. I think sometimes I think he said that he will. If even if you get on the field, it means he trusts you. So you know, yeah. And, 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 and I think, ability. but this and this plays back into your point. And look, as we said at the top um, uh, before we started recording, we're not going to go through every sub. Um, but you know that the, the great thing here is that he is prepared to take any of the any of the blame that might come from mass subbing um because he trusts his squad and i mean i did look i mean we finished the game with no sun no matters no sar no dogi and of course we didn't start with basuma in the first place i mean that's that's a fairly big shift i mean when you yeah. look at it and we played a good 20 minutes uh, 15 minutes we should say without yeah. those players so that that's you know that's brave management, but it's it's confidence in the squad. And, and Son looked annoyed at being taken off. <laughs> he certainly did. But, he also, oh, do you think he was quite over... Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, you know, and that's the kind of you know leadership that obviously we didn't see from his, his international manager earlier this week. But, <laughs> but, but also, you know, you've got to protect a player. You know, it kind of goes back to the Kane point I was making earlier on. You know, of course he's a striker. You know, he wants to try and, you know, get closer to Hoyland and, you know, get, you know, get get goals under his belt he must have thought that you know Fulham are going to be pushing there's going to be chances there but we've got another game in four days time exactly. and he, he needs to be fit for it and and yeah. I bet and I bet that is Ange having sit down discussions with the data guys with the medical yep. guys and, that, and that's all feeds into 
his decisions they in his know. brain. And they know. As, without going back to the other bloke, I think sometimes he was jarring up against those people. Oh, those people. They're him. <laughs> Don't look. My God. I mean, again, as I said on last week's pod, I, I'm more angry at myself than anything for actually having uh, lied to myself so much for half of last season about how much I believed in him. But I, I, the other thing about Sonny when he came off, I wonder if he was still mad about how he and Mad has uh, conspired yeah. to mess up that chance that they'd single-handedly created between them, which I, yeah. I sort of enjoyed that a little bit. They both sort of got pissy at each other, but that's your two, your, two of your elite players getting pissed off because they've taken the piss once again and managed to then take the piss out of each other. It's It's okay. I don't mind that you know it won't happen again right you know so uh, another question i just want to ask you this about decky i thought decky was excellent today Mm -hmm. in every aspect except for one yeah uh which is i mean the very obvious that he didn't like just pass the ball into the net on the 44th minute and then also repeatedly he got into those positions where he actually had more room for his left for you know for his left foot uh, zinger, if you will, and he just didn't take yeah. it. Uh, what do you think could be a reason behind that? Is it confidence, or do you think he's wait, one of the commentators today that we had said he might be nursing, and it was possible he was nursing a little niggle there? I, yeah. I don't know. What do you What do you both think? Um, I didn't agree with that commentator. I was listening to the same as what the commentator you was, Steph uh, Martin Tyler, for the record. Yeah, it was Martin Tyler. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, Martin no, Martin. I don't think he's got an injury, but it's a, it's slightly bizarre because you say the space was there, and that is another one of his trademarks usually is that kind of shot come cross very dangerous flat kind of yeah. lovely looking curler but um yeah i'm not sure why he's not doing it but i agree with you with his other aspects of his game he's doing those kind of little drifts inside people nutmegging people and just so using the body strong. shape really well yeah, um so which is it's great to see because that is starting to get up to the levels not quite at the levels when he first got here because he was just immense but um he's a massively effective player so um yeah but i don't know i've got no answers for the not yeah. you know it's, it's a bit like it's probably a bit like dartitis do you know when dart players can't release the dart and they and there's no kind of <laughs> It might be like that. Might might be some kind of like brain wiring up to <laughs> jolting back in. I th- I thought he carried on where he left off with Luton. You know, it was a you know, selfless, really hard working performance. Yeah. He's so strong, and he I think so particularly strong. particularly when we're trying to see out a game, him as a, a ball out and hold on to it, retain you know retain possession is just really really useful. And I I thought he had a really really good game. I think he's yeah, been agree. getting better each yeah. week as the season's gone on. Yeah. In terms of those shots, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd saw, I think he did a few earlier in the season and they were sailing wide. Um, maybe he's just decided to, or been told to cut it out a bit because, you know, they're low return or, you know, we're trying to play yeah. the, uh, the odds. I also think, you know, a bit like we, we were talking about uh, a couple of weeks ago with the, uh, the run along the byline and then the cut in, which I think is, he's so good at yeah. and he hasn't been doing so much. And I do wonder whether, um, yeah, there is a confidence thing there that he only tries those or he tries them more often when he's he's feeling in form. But having said that, you know, his footwork further down the pitch has been, again, exceptional. You know, we've seen a few times recently where he's received the ball under tight pressure and just managed to pass it through someone and get around them and get away. And, um, yeah, I think he's been very good. So I, I thought it was another good game. I, uh, he, he is fitting the system really, really well, I think. Yeah, he was he was excellent today, um, I thought. Uh did we learn lessons from the Luton game and make the most of our dominance? I think a couple of times we did try to walk it in, didn't we? Mm. Although, although well, we just talked about one, didn't we? I mean, yeah, that, I was, that was unbelievable. I want to see that again. I haven't had a chance to watch the replay of that chance. I just don't understand how. And there was yeah, a what, there was a lovely one down the left hand side where we interlinked, and I think did you doggy pass it and then back 
uh, Sonny done a little kind of backflicked back to the person, and then it was, but it was all glorious to watch. So I think mm. when you're winning, you kind of like just lap that up and don't really take any negatives from it because you know you you know you've got over the line in the end. But um, and obviously it's way beyond anything we've watched for the last four years. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've- I think we had, I mean, obviously we took our chances. That's the difference. I suppose, you know, if the Fulham game, if you know, Richie's uh, shot at the far post very early, the first few minutes of that Luton game had gone in, then maybe that game would have been more like this. Mm. Um, as soon as we scored, I was, I was pretty comfortable because I was, I was pretty, you know, pretty yeah. comfortable that we could see this out and that we'd get more as, as Fulham gave us space, you know, space to attack. And I, I was pretty comfortable in the, in the first half as well. I thought, you know, that, as you said, you know, that first 25 minutes, we were really dominant. There's some really beautiful football there. We were creating chances all the way through. Um, Fulham, yeah, I thought we were dropping deeper and deeper as the first half mm. went on. And the only real outlet they had was that ball out to William on, on the left and, yeah, um, and, and trying to. a very good game, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I thought we dealt with him better as the game went on. He caught us, he caught yeah. Poro out once early on and then we didn't really make the same mistake again with him. I thought we marshaled him pretty well. Um, I mean, it's it's a shame, isn't it? It's, it's, it's turned into a real Gooners graveyard there, hasn't it? We've got uh, William, uh, Lino, Awobi, Awobi, and uh, Boamorte is on the on the coaching staff yeah. as well. So it's not it's normally West Ham where Gooners go to die, isn't it? But um, it looks like they've got their directions <laughs> wrong and end up in West London instead. Well, he certainly William's got uh, previous for getting his directions wrong, hasn't he? So, <laughs> uh, so, so, certainly the truth. I think it's interesting you say about missing chance about taking our chances because I think there's a there's sort of a yes, I'm going to use that word again, a, a dialectic view of it, which is yes, we took our chances, but equally we missed some. I think in the first minute you're looking at Sonny and Sunny, you're thinking yeah. that's a left foot finish all the way, and he's sort of mm-hmm. uh, he's hesitated to try and get it across. It's a very different game and a little kind of toe poke instead of I was he was at least going to sort of try and flick it up in the air. Even with his right foot, I thought it was odd. Just it was odd because yeah. that was a left foot finish all the way, and that mm. was. I was wondering there. Is it like a little too early in the game? Maybe the groin's not quite loose. I don't know. And then I, I just forgot. It, it was to really think too fi- much it, about it. It was really fizzed into him, and I just think he got yes, caught it underneath him. Yeah, um, fair enough. But, but I mean, I think the thing is about those kind of missed chances. We're creating so many chances that if we were putting yes. them all away, we'd be winning ten nil every week. And yeah. you know, I mean, that would be great. Um, but really we'd have to stop the competition because it wouldn't be fair for everyone else. So I think actually what we're doing is, is really sporting and yeah. just trying to make I mean, a competition yeah. of it. I mean, the thing, the thing that's enjoyable about it is because in that first half, they, they, I mean, early on, they tried to block off the passing lanes mm-hmm. and try and keep it sort of central so we could then go further wide because Richie got a lot of ball and, um, Decky did on the other side. But I think the thing that just keeps it interesting is our variation, really. As you said, the movement all the time, as you were saying, earlier Milo yeah. is, is so dynamic and so varied that we, look, you you feel like something could be coming along any minute rather mm-hmm. than when we've played other teams that maybe have sat back it's just almost kind of like sideways sideways round the back round the centre half and you just think I don't know we're always just looking you know and we've talked about this a bit about how Ange kind of plays with the team works out what, how they're pressing us and then tweaks things in order to try and mm-hmm. get around it so obviously we saw Hoybier and um, Saar switch positions that Hoybier was out on the right and, and we could receive the ball there um, the other one we saw was playing it across and then Van der Ven picking up in a slightly more advanced position and playing that ball out to Richie which you were, you were talking about yeah. And there's always just these little tweaks there that yeah. find, you know, we evade that press. And I think we haven't really seen anyone so far who's managed to, 
to best us on it. It's it's you, know, you think about Arsenal where they pressed us very very intensely, and then we kind of weathered the storm, continued with what we were doing, playing through it, and then had a, a lot of joy. Um, the one I think that's going to be interesting. So game after next, Chelsea. Chelsea did some interesting pressing against Arsenal at the weekend, and they were playing with a front two, a four four two, effectively, and yeah. did something similar to um, to Fulham to, did to us today, but obviously with with better players and and a better coach. If we're you know if we're being yeah. being frank, and that might be the one to watch for. Um, they, and they were playing with. Um, their wide players were playing very narrow, so they effectively just boxed off the central central midfield, mm. and that yeah, might yeah. that might be an interesting to watch one to watch in a few weeks' time. I'm going to watch a bit more of them and just um, just see if I can you know, see if the, this is a common thing um, or um, yeah whether Poch had just done it for Arsenal. But that, if that's the case, it might be something that he's looking to do against us as well. I think it's very interesting as well uh, in terms of learning the lessons from the Luton game and maybe carrying it into this very similar type of fixture with a with a you know, fairly obdurate, um, well, not quite obdurate, but, you know, stubborn for 25, 30 minutes uh, opponent. I think, you know, watching these players just play with belief mm-hmm. and, and, and the belief of the manager. I mean, nothing, you know, nothing is better than experience, right? And the experience they're gaining and, and, and the real-time education they're getting, uh, it just adds to the real-time belief. And so I think the lessons get learned more and more, uh, yeah. the more of these sorts of games that you can pick off. Because let's face it, these last two games are the sorts of games in the past that have proven to be exceptionally difficult for us because we let them, we let the, you know, we let them get to us. But and the Sheffield United, game, Sheffield United game yeah. as well. And, and you yeah. know, Brentford, uh, the first game of the season you know yeah. I, I think you're right I mean every game at the moment is a school day for us we, you know, we're yeah. a young side we're learning they're still learning to play together as well I yeah. think yeah. Yeah. as well I as what the manager that. wants and yeah. I don't think we should stress too much about you know not putting away chances if we're creating chances the goals will come because we've got no, good players there and at, at some point yeah, that reading of each other's game is going to go up a level and then we're going to be really dangerous. Yeah. I think the thing we can celebrate, and this is the biggest turnaround in belief, especially from a supporter's point of view, is, and especially from where we finished last season, is just the, the, tri- the triangular of uh, Vicario, Van der Ven and Romero, considering we're, yeah. we're play- considering Porro and Udogi aren't there most of the time defensively. Wow. It's just remarkably solid. I mean, wow. you think with the amount we commit forward or the amount, you know, you think it would break down at some point, but we're just so, we, we don't look under stress defensively. We're all, no, we're all just working so hard for each other. And although I say Porro and your doggy are not there that often, they do run back in the other direction really quickly when they need yeah. to. I mean, Porro especially is just like relentless. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's one of the things actually uh, that really, really, um, excited me the most maybe about the game is you know big vic made a couple of uh you know hasty hasty off his lines and 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 sort of you know putting himself in a little bit of trouble immediately covered by the defenders around him not one ounce of anyone looking at each other with anything other than i've got your back i've got you and it plays into everything that Ange said as long as you're playing the way that we play there's a mistake it's okay it's on yeah. me, and I love it. You can see that through the squad. I saw it twice today with the defence. We gotcha. It was gr- great. You know, again, if we're drawing parallels to last season, that was what was different last season because heads were dropping, or there were there was niggling, a little bit of niggling yes. between the players, or just they lost trust in each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think, you know, I think one of those was from at least pass out from Fakario, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. if we're playing like this, that is going to happen occasionally. That is. You know, the, there's a risk and reward for the way we Absolutely. play. 
Absolutely. And we've seen what the rewards are. They're really high. And we're we're a really, really difficult team to play against. I think, you know, most teams in the league at the moment would probably be saying, you know, it's us and Man City are the teams that everyone's going to be fearing, I think, right now. And that's yeah, because of that- the way we play. But that does mean that occasionally we are going to Absolutely. gift up chances. Yeah, there was that loose pass. And there was also the, the header, which kind of went slightly askew. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, no, not, no recrimination from anyone. Just we've got you covered right on. We keep on going. I love to see that. I love to see that in the team. Love we've it. seen that before with the own goals, you know, where... Yes. Um, you know, Romero obviously scored an own goal and um, Van de Ven scored Van an own goal Ven, as well, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. again, everyone's just kind of giving them a slap, carry on. You know, we've got this. A positive slap, we should say. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I, I think I think with, with in, Romero, in, in Romero's case, it's probably a bit of revenge because he, he does yeah. like to thump people after we scored a goal, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. does indeed. He does. So, all right, what do, you, what, what do we think of Fulham? I mean, yeah. I think really they've got a massive Mitrovic-sized hole up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they haven't really got that target man, regardless of um, even if Finney is one of our old players. He's, um, I don't know. I think he's all right as a player, Vinicius, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's workmanlike. Come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Silver, Silver is trying his best there, but I don't yeah. think he's... I'm surprised he hasn't become more vocal about... Um, some stuff that's happening there, really, regarding like new transfers uh, and and the team thing, because he's, he's, he's he always seems a little bit of a spiky character. He can be silver, I think. I yeah, think he's he... making a souffle with a frying pan, really, isn't he? Yeah, consistently there. It's just not really. Yeah, he doesn't. But really there, so I don't think they've got any chance of going down, though. I think they're. I think I think they're easily good enough to stay up. I think. Yeah. I don't rate Silver very highly. I think I think last season their results were a lot better than their performances, so I was expecting them to drop off this season. I mean, they finished 10th last year. There's no way they're going to match that. Um, I agree with you. They're probably not going to go down, but they're not very good. And it, yeah, if they if they hit a bad run of form, then maybe they could get sucked into it. Um, yeah, I wasn't very impressed with them. I mean, they're lucky. Um, uh, Paulinia didn't go because he's obviously a mm-hmm. massive player for them. So that would have been uh, another massive hole. He, in there, he, he's, he's a, he is the one player they have that you look at and you're like, yeah, there's a there's a player. He would upgrade anyone that he went to. And considering that they accepted a bid from Bayern Munich in the summer mm. and then it couldn't be completed in time, you know that, uh, that Champions League clubs are going to be bidding for him in yeah. January because the price has been set now and yeah. you'd assume he'd want away. You know, he's, he's not he's not cup-tied. So um, yeah. I, I'd imagine that they'll be fighting off bids for him in January. So, yeah, we, we, we're agreed, really. Fulham aren't very good and uh, and Silva as a manager and indeed as an egg chef is probably less of a souffle man than more of a dirty scramble with whatever bits he can get out of the fridge to make it work, right? I mean, he's not really up to that. I, I, I tend to agree with you, Milo. He's definitely looks... He's He's got the looks of a great manager. He wears the right jackets and he's got the hair, he's got the style, but he doesn't really ever get it done properly, does he? You know, there was people linking him with us in the summer. Dear God. And I think that was that was off the back of a tenth place finish and superficially looking the part. I think and not actually looking at you know, how his teams play or how he's done at clubs over a prolonged period of time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think he's got a very hot and cold record. Uh, I don't think he's a manager who makes a particular difference where he goes anywhere. I think just sometimes it clicks, sometimes it doesn't. And yeah, yeah I agree. It's fine. I, yeah. I wouldn't go into dirty eggs or anything like that. I'm not quite sure I understand that, but I don't rate him. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll ju- we'll just close with saying on this section that Fulham uh, are just nowhere near excellent. 
That, I mean, I, I mean, he, <laughs> he's just got so so uh, bemused and and somewhat, I think, disgusted with this ridiculous egg metaphor that I keep on trying. That he's just he's just gone. He's like, I've had enough of it. <laughs> All right. We cracked him. Well, why don't we move on to uh, closing thoughts, one positive and one negative. Well, it says in 30 seconds, however. <laughs> um, my positive is that Andrew Ball's back. It's just great to great to see us again. Uh, the bad news is that we've only got another three games and it's another bloody international break. Um, so it's it's been really hard, I think, this autumn with um, – yeah, having an international every month is just horrible because it just breaks up all rhythm. And yeah. we've got another we've got another fortnight of biting our nails, hoping that everyone comes back fit and ready. So, yeah, positive is is Spurs. Negative is international football. Yeah, I I largely agree with that. I'll add my my extra positive to that is that I'm still uh, sort of buzzing off the fact that we're able to close these games out fairly comfortably because these are games that traditionally in our well uh, both in our history and especially in our last uh, decade or so we have found extremely difficult so it's nice to be able to close them out Mm -hmm. it does not look like ricky is going to make it back um in time for our one positive one negative so let's leave it there let's leave it there indeed uh well, thanks, lads. Uh, thanks, Ricky, when you were here. Um, that was fun. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Uh, always, Cheers. Uh, always, always good to uh, you know be part of um, your caffeinated lifestyle. Really happy to, that I could add to that. <laughs> Here's to keeping it up somewhere, and I'm going to get some off you at some point this year. But anyway, enough <laughs> of my waffling. There's no week that was because we are recording straight after the game, and Milo wants to get to bed before one a.m. Because in case you didn't know, Milo is our editor. And a fine job he does every week as well, making sense of our nonsense and our good sense and our just joy right now, actually. I think we're just all very, very happy and Make we'll be note, back. Cut, cut Steph Waffle out <laughs> uh, 51 minutes. No, no, it's going to stay because we're in under time. I know that. And I'm just excited. And next week we'll be back to dis- discuss our game away at Crystal Palace and whatever Spurs stuff catches our attention. Thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you next week.